really do. You're a 21 year old punk fucking kid. This grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking job, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories with Sean Walchef. That's me from Cali Comfort Barbecue and Derek Marceau, Valley Farm Market. What's what's going on, Derek? How we doing? Man, doing good. Everything's uh, going well. Just trying to work out the soreness from um, the from last two weekends of getting my ass kicked at uh, Overline. Getting so. your ass kicked. Is is that what you call it when you're bringing home world championship trophies? Well, you're you're, my, you're my sore, body, you're my sore from getting... carrying those trophies that <laughs> yeah. your, your team's won? Yeah, no. Um, my team's did absolutely phenomenal this year and uh, brought home two world championships. We swept the Opens finals, um, women's and men. And uh, How many teams are competing? So over the, over the line, give... For people that are listening, I mean, we're very fortunate to have people listening all over the world, but over the line is something that's very uh, specific. Um, yeah, no, it's, as a um, sport. it's it's different. You play it in the sand and it's a basically like a three man softball. Okay. Um, and you don't necessarily have to, you know, you're not running to the bases and stuff, but you have three guys that are hitting the ball. You got to hit it over the line and in between the, the sidelines and hit it over the back guy's head. It's a home run and. You just basically count as two bases, so two runners on. Next one uh, is a is a run and get three outs. So we play that, and there's over two thousand teams that come out and play. Two thousand teams in the men's open division. Um, I think that's total. Total. Mm-hmm. So what twelve hundred in the open division? Yeah, <clears throat> and then um, we uh, personally we got the top twenty four in the century division. The century division is um, your combined ages are at a hundred or mm-hmm. over. And uh, my open team with, uh, you know, Taylor, Justin, and Mike, they uh, they won the whole fucking thing. They don't lose one fucking game. That is unreal. Yeah. So there's this full-page article in the San Diego Union-Tribune. But the, the, women, the women did the same shit. They didn't fucking lose one game until the finals, and they were in the winner's bracket. So they um, had to get what we call double-dipped. So they actually lost their first game to tie wraps, and then they came back and put it on in the last, last game, and it was fucking exciting, man. And you guys have won the world championship how many years? Um, three. Three for men's mm-hmm. and women's as well? I've won women's twice now. Women's twice? Yeah. So you have these trophies and you have photos and all cool, all that cool shit. At yeah, the we, threw shop. It up, we threw it up and we're actually going to you know, have a pretty big barbecue for them here coming up soon. Um, we'll throw that up on our social media and stuff, but we're... I'm going to make them some some cool shit, man. It's people don't understand the the art that this game is. Yeah. It's it's a fucking art to to be able to hit this ball over that line and do it wherever you want. People think, "Oh, I'll just come up. I was a baseball player, but I'll come up and I'll just hit it as hard as like I'll fucking catch it." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not you got to hit it away from me. If you hit yeah. it to me, I'm catching it. Yeah. So, and the guys don't use gloves. So it's a bare hand game and the the women use gloves and but it's it's definitely an art, and the the time and effort that Whitney, Savannah, and Kelsey put in at the, the women's team. I mean, every time I was talking to them, they're oh we're out we're out hitting we're we're going to do it this year, Derek. We're going to do it this year, and they didn't they didn't disappoint at all. That's incredible. I, I mean, the athleticism exactly what you say. People underestimate that because over the line, the weekend of in and of itself 
tell us a little bit more about what what actually ha- <laughs> why why it has the reputation that it does have. It's just a big fucking party. You know, the first weekend is teams that aren't seated and be- people come out. I mean, guys will come out in skirts and you know they're just playing around drinking. It's one of the, the team only- names. Oh, the team names. What was they're it? like barbecue team names, except they're they're kind no, of censored. They're, they're, yeah, this, <laughs> they're, they're a little very, bit worse. Very censored. I mean, there's one that was like, uh, if you want twelve inches, we're going to need a fourth guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like people make up these fucking or they man. This That's one, fantastic. This one got hey, hang in there, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was your team name? Seriously? Like, Too soon, bud. Too soon. Is you know? it though? Is it right? <laughs> So they do, you know, names like that, and it's uh, pretty, pretty funny. Um, How about the the women's team's names? You got any good ones for me? Oh, I'm sure I, I, I don't remember them right now. Um, but yeah, but you know, the majority of the teams that do do go on and, and get in the top sixteen, none of them have those names. They're all sponsored, and um, thank God, because I, you know, I wouldn't want like Valley Farm Market like take my sausage or something <laughs> in, in the paper. So. Uh, yeah, so I do have a question for you. So I, this photo that's in the Union Tribune, it has Justin celebrating, and he's got some hang time. How much higher did you jump in that photo that I saw of you? I jumped probably about a tenth of what Justin is jumping the fuck right out now. Of here. You were no. you were like full extended. I'm like, Derek, you shouldn't be able to leave your feet like that. No, no. I mean, did you I mean, shake the ground when you came back down? I did. No, there's that's no a hell of a photo. It. Who there's took a, that photo? That was fucking fantastic. It's actually one of my customers. Really? I was actually playing her husband's team. Really? Um, and she was. She's like, oh man. You're like, oh, he's out there making plays. I, I don't know. I, I just have to. I have to go hard every time I I play. So um, there was a few times I've jumped and, and definitely shook the ground i fucking shook my body for sure that's crazy yeah well that was a huge accomplishment um for both the men's teams and the women's team yeah and for um, you guys listening if you guys haven't looked at over the line um youtube it google it it's a uh, it's fucking really really exciting you'll see what i'm talking about it's kind of like more of like a festival and people camp there we camp there um mm-hmm. both weekends take the trailer down and it's put on by on back Put on by on back in San Diego, and they have they have tournaments in Arizona. They have mm-hmm. tournaments uh, all throughout California, and you know ESPN actually asked like I don't know in the seventies if uh, they wanted to take it and say hey let's run with this. This is a rad sport, mm-hmm. um, but you have to change your name or your the team names have to change. They can't be so raunchy. And on back was like fuck you. This is a beach <laughs> sport. This is what we're gonna do, and uh, uh-huh. might not be the the best business. Um, you know, thing that they did, but well, they trade. They stayed true to themselves, and yeah. um, I mean, that's something that people appreciate, especially on back for uh, the traditions that they've been able to do. I mean, how many years? This is sixty-four, I think. Sixty-four years. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, plus, they do a lot of good in the community as well. They do a lot of good in the community. They're actually um, this year. It looks they kind of had a little bit of uh, some issues with some of the parking and the, the trailers and stuff and it looks like they're starting to come into the email era and, oh yeah and the new technology the tech and they're gonna um some push notifications yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it was just kind of a clusterfuck to be honest and i think now they're like okay we we, we need to really start getting with the time so yeah i'm actually really excited about that and and i'm also really fucking excited about our guest today i know right um, it's been uh we actually, that was probably one of my last suppers before my son came. We, on Wednesday, we recorded with Craig. So that was June 28th. 
And then right after we recorded, we went over um, to go meet Chris, uh, our guest today, Chris uh, McAfee from the Smoked Hog. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, Chris. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. We're uh, yeah, we're we're fired up to have you here. It was uh, it was kind of serendipitous the way that everything came together. Um, you know, Corey, who's our producer and uh, social media manager and marketing manager, he he lives close to your shop and he's been scouting you out and hunting you down and he he got he got connected and was like you know let's find out more and you know he um he set up this meeting so we could come out there and, and meet you and try your food and fuck we had a great meal I, you had to roll me out of there <laughs> the amount of food you guys gave us i was like jesus you know Corey was telling us about it and you know no disrespect but it's like a smaller little place right it's like a it's quaint tiny. quaint yeah, little yeah. little it place and small. i can relate to that because my little barbecue shack outside is a little you know kind of unassuming sometimes we're like oh what is that and you know yeah but, um man i walk in there and it's just like this this is it yeah you can just tell by walking in like this is gonna be fucking good yeah. and then we fucking had some you rolled us out some food and i was just like jeez man the, we had some fucking amazing sandwiches we tried pretty much everything on the menu that's what i think he fucking gave us everything on the menu i know yeah. pretty well, much you know about half of it yeah, yeah i try to hit all the regions because that's you know what we like to do yeah. is try to get all the different regions of barbecue on that menu and then change it up and bring in different ones you know whatever we can bring in we'll bring in um, so you you guys are located where in san diego it's on park and robinson park in between and robinson. hillcrest north park Really close to the zoo. Okay, really um, close to San Diego Zoo. Yeah, and Perfect. Balboa Park. If you're in that area, please stop by. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you guys been open? Uh, God. We, we're, we're close to three years now. Nice. November will be three years. Um, yeah, so uh, it was the day after Thanksgiving we opened up. Oh, that's and, fucking... Which is a weird great. day to open you, up. Well, you didn't have to worry about fucking turkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no employees at that time. Yeah, right? No employees at that time. Um, it was just, you know, open up, bank account was zero. Yeah. We need to make some goddamn money. Right. So, uh, yeah, we opened it up. and it So, was by we, who, who's, who's we? Me, it was me, David. Um, my, David's business partner? Or? No, uh, he's actually my oldest employee. He's still okay. there. Right on. Uh, and then my uh, former business partner. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we, we, had, we had to open up, and we did it. And so, tell us about the dream. What, what made you jump off the fucking cliff and decide, yeah, I was just hey, going to say that. What the fuck got like, you into barbecue? Wait, like, when did I well, lose not, my not mind? Just, yeah, not just getting the barbecue virus, but when did you lose your mind? I mean, you can get the barbecue virus and then you're like, you know, I fucking love to, you know, smoke meat and I love to cook and I'm going to compete and I'm going to try out an amateur contest or a pro contest. But I mean, once you fucking jump off that ledge and you go, oh, well, I need to raise money. I need to figure I want to open my own restaurant. You know, um, God, it's all I've ever done since I was young. I, my first job was I was 13 and I worked at the convention center making sandwiches at a sandwich stand. Always been in the service industry. Um, thirteen, yeah, thirteen. You get a waiver. I, I, you get nah, a waiver it's crazy. For that? Right? I like it. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. It, you know, it's a Super Bowl you're, you're year. Forging docs. <laughs> I'm sixteen. <laughs> so they they didn't ask for a they doc. It was crazy. I was I was actually home alone at and uh, they called the house and I was sick and I happened to pick up. So the guy, I don't know if he thought I was age or what, but I was like. Yeah, man, I'll totally work for you. No way. I, I'd love to. This guy cold and, called your house? Yeah. Well, I worked for him uh, for the Super Bowl. Okay. It was when uh, Denver and, um, was it Oakland? Oh, no, it was Denver Oakland and Green, Green Bay. Yeah. yeah, Denver and Green um, Bay. And I worked at a stand for him. Mm -hmm. And then, and at that point, they were just taking whoever, document, sure. no documents, it oh, doesn't matter. Super Bowl's coming. Yeah. I mean, the we, economic impact, everyone's right. just- Hire, hire whoever we can. We need we need all hands on deck. Yeah. I, I, I think by the time I was like 16, 
not even 16. I didn't even have a driver's license. When I was like 15, he used to just give me the keys and leave. He was like, yeah, you got this. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've always been in the industry. And I would say probably when I was. Was that your first job? That was my first job for was, sure. Was working down at the convention center? Uh-huh. Was or, the convention or for center? the Super Bowl? Was for the Super Bowl, yeah. And yeah. that was what, making sandwiches? No, that was, he just had stands out in the street and you were selling merchandise. Okay. But his actual business was making sandwiches in stands in the convention center. Did he teach you anything about business that you still use to this day? Oh, no. God. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, maybe, maybe hire a bunch did. of underage kids. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe he tried, but like, Shit, at 13, I, yeah, I, I like, whatever, dude, just give yeah. me my fucking money. <laughs> Where's my paycheck? paycheck? <laughs> oh, crap. I got money. Yeah. Go spend this at the arcade. That's funny. Uh, yeah, no. It, um, so I've always done that. And I would say probably around 19, I wanted to own a restaurant. I actually worked when I was 17 for the Brigantine Corporation. Okay. Um, and I remember him coming in and it slips in my head. The, the guy who owns it, is it Mike? Yeah, Mike. Um, he came in and he, he, talked about his business and how it was like the brigantine first then it was miguel's and that's i worked at miguel's mm-hmm. and in my head i'm like man this guy's a local guy from san diego that smarted started this small thing it, it's something i would love to do and at that time it was just you that's know, crazy so he just came, had the one in point loma yeah the one in point loma nice. yeah, yeah so he just came in and like this was like a staff meeting and yeah was- and, and this is god this was when it was just the the brigantine and Miguel's at that time, it was still small. That's like, crazy. Small when I worked there, it's actually um, really cool to think that you know his speech or whatever he said at some point, you know, sparked a sparked something in you that gave you, hey, fuck, I, I can do this myself. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, staying in the business, and and that's what I wanted to do. And then you know, you go to college, and at, I just did junior college and art school, and was just kind of bullshitting and passing the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I was getting ready to, you know, transfer to a four year, I was like, man, I want to open up a restaurant. I don't, I, I don't need to go to a four year college to yeah. do this. Like I, I get this already. Like mm-hmm. let's fucking do this. Um, and then, you know, probably seven years later or something started making those small steps. And that's all it was, was just small steps, you know, buy the pit, do a little bit of catering. Mm-hmm. Okay. Apply for a business license you know, one step after just small steps. And next thing you know, you know, fuck, three years or two and a half years of opening up a restaurant, you own a restaurant and you're, you're grinding. And, right. then, and then it's real. Yeah, then, then it's, it's then fucking it's real. real. So how, real. How, how did you and your business, your former business partner, how did the idea come about? Um, well, like, I, I was always supposed to be front of house. Okay. Um, it's what I've done forever. And don't get me wrong, I've done everything. I, I cooked, I washed dishes, anything it doesn't if you're matter in the hospitality you if do you're, yeah you fucking do if you have an opportunity to do it you do it and you you do the absolute best fucking job possible absolutely. you find out who's the best at the job and you learn from them mm-hmm. absolutely that's how you move up and uh so i was going to be the front of house and he was going to cook and, and do the barbecue and the barbecue was more his thing um and that's what it was going to be and you know things this was just a buddy from from school from or school from, from yeah, school yeah, that yeah from school that i grew up with um and had and you I, guys raised any money no um the money was credit cards loans mm-hmm. um i i had a good amount of credit when we opened up so taking a loan out with no balance on credit cards was easy mm-hmm. and then it was time to max those credit cards <laughs> right, out yep. you know and uh and, and really just gamble even then even i i would say god six seven months after being open you know, then I could take another loan out on the business, which 
gave a little bit more breathing room. But two and a half years, and we're chipping away at that. I yeah. mean, it's it's close to being close to being zero. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much. I mean, that's kind of like unheard of, you know, to yeah. be able to get pay back everything right away and and, and, and a lot two of two and a half years. That's fuck that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean. It, I would say what's helped me is having my other job bartending at night. I just, whatever I make. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're, you own a fucking restaurant and you work your fucking ass off to make sure that this restaurant and you're only closed on Tuesday, which is why we're recording today. Mm -hmm. And today you still have a bunch of shit you have to do for the business. Yeah. But you're telling me you have another fucking job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I work there tonight. Uh, yeah. Barton, uh, five (laughs) nights a week at the hard rock hotel. Uh, it, it, how long have you talked uh, about insanity? How right? long have you been doing that since it opened? So it were uh, 10 years, 10 years, there, but I've been bartending downtown for 14 years, 14 years. Um, I've seen crazy change down there. So you have bartenders there that they work five shifts just like you do. And then they go and they're like, Oh, I'm so fucking tired. Like I work my ass off. And then you go and you wake <laughs> up, you go home to your family Help your family as much as you can. You wake up in the morning and you go and you fucking open your barbecue restaurant. Nah, they don't work as many shifts as me. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they still bitch they, and they, complain. Yeah, of course, of but course. not even going home. He goes home to his family and he yeah, has, yeah. has a yeah, one and a half year old and a six month year old. <laughs> I mean, that's that's uh, he's got two little girls and I mean that's just got to be. It, it's crazy, but that's it, as difficult as, as it sounds. It's not. It's life. That's what it is. Well, like, it's your passion. Exactly. It's what you love to do. And like, um, not only are you making money bartending, but it's helping you fuel your dream. Yeah. I, your last pod- podcast with uh, the head guy of Del Mar, when mm-hmm. he's talking about finding that hobby and making right. it your thing, that's what it is. Yeah. It really is. Um, nothing makes me happier than being in that restaurant and walking out and asking the guests, how is everything? And mm-hmm. then being like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like seeing somebody smile. Right. That's what I love. And that's why I've been in this industry so long. Like, legitimately like serving people and making sure they have a good time it's great i i, I love that that's yeah sean always I talks really about enjoy. having like that hospitality in your blood yeah you know, and that's, it is uh, the, that's what's that blood is. test that you're trying to i mean certain people you i mean we know because we hire so much but we know when we meet somebody else that like this is just what how you're wired and you're yeah. wired this way because you love to take care of people and you love to be involved in the project Absolutely. you know like that controlled chaos where it's like fuck we're gonna shut down the road and we're gonna invite you know 25 amateur barbecue teams and we're gonna have live bands and we're gonna like why are you doing all this crazy shit like because we love to do it yeah it's what you do you know you absolutely love to do it i i mean just when i was bartending and people are like oh do you like i was like man i get paid to come in bullshit with some people talk with them meet people i probably never would meet and I get paid really well to do it. That's it, that's crazy to me. Sure. Uh, and sometimes and, and you can I see their it. attitude kind of change a little bit. Like, oh, he's actually really happy now. Yeah. He came in kind of yeah bummed out, and now he's fucking gave him a few drinks, and now he's like happy. He can make people change people's days. It, it, what's great is working at that Hard Rock. Uh, it's a hotel, so you got people coming in and convention people. So three, four days. So you know, I might meet somebody on on the first day they're there. By the third day they're leaving. Psh, we're buddies, man. It's buddies. Cool. They're fucking yeah. buying barbecue yeah. at your shop. Absolutely. What are you talking about? That's Absolutely. like couldn't be better marketing. It's that uh, you, you if you're a great fucking bartender, you're going to trust not just what drinks you recommend, but you recommend yeah. anything and they'll yeah. fucking they'll listen to you because people are one thing that people don't get credit for is people are good bullshit detectors yeah. and like especially at a bar, you know, our bartenders, I mean, they do such an amazing job telling people who they are and helping them and 
you know, understanding who they are. Yeah. If you understand someone, what they drink and what they like, guess what? You can fucking, you start a friendship, oh, you, you know? Yeah. Bartending is a great profession to like learn to read people. Oh yeah. I mean, shit, it takes me two seconds to be like, right. all right, this guy wants to sit and talk. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they don't want to be bothered. Maybe they're on the phone and. And they're doing business and want to have a cocktail. And you respect that. That's fine. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it it helps a lot in this business. Having been in the restaurant and so many fields has like totally helped me in like owning a restaurant. Sure, because uh, I mean, you've worked for a corporation. You know, you've worked for you know a small company like the Brigantine that's now a yeah. big company. But you've seen you know different facets of the front of the house, different facets of the back of the house. You know that stuff helps you understand, well, this is how I want to do it. Yeah. It starts to work on efficiency too, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you, start, you schedule out your day, you know everything you have. That's why you're, you're saying it's not really that hard. Well, it's hard when you're looking at it, but now that Absolutely. you're now you're doing it, it's like, well, I'm pretty efficient at the things I do. So now that way I can I can get through the day and it doesn't seem as, as you know, And then even crazy. on the big scheme, like the utter chaos mm-hmm. that ensues, like whenever you're on the floor, you're bartending at a waitress or anything along those lines, uh, when stuff goes wrong and you've got to make decisions to get through it. Sure. And not only do that, but make sure that the people on the other side don't see that. Yeah. It's the same thing. In oh, that's the an business. art. Yeah, like absolutely. when you're running that business and they things start collapsing on you, there's, yeah. there's no shutting the doors. No. You don't, you don't quit. Mm-hmm. You don't leave. It's just everybody that I've known that's good. That's in this industry has that. Shit, let's make it happen. Wait, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the whole place could be fucking burning down, and you're you're looking at them, and it looks as if everything's just a normal Monday. Yeah, well, I, I truly believe that there's people in life. It's like some people run to the fire, yeah, and some people run away from the fire. Absolutely, some people build the fire, yeah. and fucking party <laughs> inside, inside the fire. Right? <laughs> inside, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to it. Man. Yeah, that's, uh, it's like let's let's make more going. fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell us about a little bit more about the bartending. Like what what kind of uh, I mean, Hard Rock, they've, they've, what's happened down in Gaslamp since Petco Park was built? I mean, it's been a revitalization of downtown San Diego and, Absolutely. you know, something that, you know, for us, all of us that have grown up here, the only reason you'd go to downtown San Diego before Petco was to go to Spaghetti Factory. Yeah, I was just going like, to say that's you funny. Know, and it was, and it was sketchy too. Uh-huh, you know, it was uh-huh. like, it was still fucking sketchy. <laughs> yeah, I'd go with my yeah. grandfather and my grandma and it was like, you know, should we park there? Should we not park there? But now you have so many thriving businesses, bars, yeah. restaurants, you know, cool places to go, bo- boutique hotels, you know. Shit, even breweries now. Fuck yeah, yeah. exactly. Monkey paw, fucking killing it. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah, it's really, really cool what they, um, what's going on down there. And what do you think Hard Rock's been able to do? I mean, 10 years, Hard Rock's a brand, a worldwide Absolutely. brand. Absolutely. Um, um, man, it's it's a beast. It's a beast. that We we did Intervention, uh, which was our major pool huge. party. Huge. Uh Andy Hirsch, uh, Justin Zotz, and Joe Barber like were the guys in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And what they did and what we did, I look back on it and it's, I'm, I'm happy to have been part of that yeah. like, to this day. And I can't think of it ever changing. Were you bartending during oh, intervention? Yeah. So oh, you yeah, were up yeah. at, up top? All, yeah, so you, absolutely. Oh, wow. Fuck, um, you were I, I, in the I, I, shit. I bet oh the, my scene, the scenery was uh, not hey, too bad, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, shit. I only looked at the ice well. <laughs> <laughs> Just going. Uh, but it it uh, it was unreal. And there's in, I think about it now in the whole California, that whole West Coast, I can't ever see in a bigger party being thrown again. Like, yeah. it, it was unreal what we used How to How many do. years did it go? Uh, I think about five years. And, and we... 
currently now they bring it back for like holidays. What do they call it now? Uh, well, on Saturday we do sunburn, but then they do bring intervention back. Yeah. Uh, and we brought it back. I think it was Fourth of July. It was like fucking yeah. MTV Spring Break. It was like yeah. unreal. Yeah, Un- it, it, unreal. it was. It was a show, and 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 just being part of it and watching it grow too mm-hmm. was insane. Like the first one that we did was wasn't even a stage to like the stage getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. to this massive stage they had built. To the DJs the you guys would bring in, yeah, that lineup every year was just already made. It was was an event man it was it was crazy mm-hmm. and yeah and, and just working with all the people that like when we did it we had a good time we were all a little bit younger so it sure. was go hard for about nine to ten hours and then you would go hard right and afterwards. then you go hard right afterwards you wake up and you do it all over again yeah. i know we're getting, getting too old for that shit my buddy uh <laughs> one of my best friends he's a was the gm for for sidebar he just uh he's kind of getting out of the industry and uh but it was, you know, after a while, it's like, fuck, I can't just keep pulling no. these like late shifts. And, you know, he's getting 35 and he wants to do something else. And now he's going to actually do some gym stuff. But it's like you go hard and then you go harder. And it's, yeah, it's, right? it's, it's fucking, it's tough. It's tough to, to do that all the time, every so, night. And then people expect it sometimes. Oh, yeah. They're like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, let's go. They're like, I don't fucking want to. <laughs> I just <laughs> no, want to, I go. Love to go home. <laughs> Just, just I need an intervention. Fuck all that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> need a water intervention. The holidays, the holidays are the worst. They were just like, you know, a double Friday, a double Saturday, a uh, Sunday, a, a double. And then, you know, if you were the poor sap who had to open Monday right? morning, oh, yeah. that's what it was, you know? Inventory on Monday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> New luck, Year's good Eve. Good luck counting shit. those bottles. Right. New Year's Eve is always the worst. And, and Halloween, too, because you got that inventory oh, afterwards. Yeah. Yep. You see the sun come up. Yep. Yeah. So you guys opened. So you had a you had a business partner for how long? When you first oh, opened, man, it, it's you know it's it's a shitty story that happens a lot. Probably that's a war story. Industry. That's I mean, um, he. In case know, you didn't hear the voicemail. Yeah, I mean, shit. It is. I hear that. And it, it takes business me back isn't home. always sexy intervention yeah. parties. <laughs> uh, it. Uh, he 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 had a bit of a drinking problem, um, and he just didn't last. Uh, I would say off and on, you know, I, I, I do my best with anybody that I work with or, or work for to give them a chance over and over again. So, you know, you, I would see a problem and be like, yo, man, go get help. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. I'll be here. I got this. Don't yeah. worry. Uh, come back, work for another three weeks. Same thing. Happened about three times. So I would say he was there for probably nine to ten months but worked for about three. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. It, it, if that, so there were um, times where you, I mean, you told us you were, you know, trying to build out the restaurant, put in the hood and, you know, your, yeah, well, bu- your was, business partner, like that you need help from whether it's putting in the fucking hood or marketing or getting the health permit, what, whatever it might be. He was, he was there when the build out and I look back at it now and there's, there's times when the health inspector comes out and you're talking with them and he says, clear cut, you need to do this first. And then he leaves and him and I are talking. He's like, well, we're going to do this. And it was like, I look back on it and I don't know if it's true or not. If he was trying to throw wrenches in there mm-hmm. to like, so it didn't happen right. or I, I really don't know. It, it sucks. But when did you know, like, because, you know, people that want to open up their own place and, you know, they do team up and, you know, business partnerships, some are successful, some are 
absolute fucking disasters. Um, you know, when did you know that this were, there was a change that needed to happen if you were going to keep this business open? Man, um, pretty instantly after opening up. I mean, there's, there's one time I, I come in and he's passed out behind the front desk. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know? And, uh, oh, I'm tired. I'm like, all right, we'll go sleep in your car, mm-hmm. sleep it off. And at that point, I'm just like, oh my God, what, what am I going to do here? And at that time, you know, I, I wasn't a cook, man. I, yeah. I, 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 I know what I like to eat. I know I can eat some food and be like, you know, that would be great if it was made with a stock. Right. But, um, it, it just got to that point that I would say the third time. Yeah. I told him, listen, man, you, you go get help. I want you to get help. And I've dealt with addiction before sure. in, in, in other cases. And one thing I learned is you can't force you anybody. You can't do anything for you, him. You he, are he's got to want it himself. Absolutely. You're helpless. And I told him, you know, this is what I want you to do. He's, he said, no, I just want to work. Yeah. And he said, if I mess up again, I'm gone. I'll walk. That's it. And I told him, you know, I sleep on it. Take your time. That's not what I want. I want you to go get help and come back. He refused. And I would say less than like a week, week and a half. And it's one of those things again, where you're like, you go, you go home, you talk to your, to your wife and you know, you guys talk about, Hey, this is the shit that's going on. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. I mean, kind of. Uh, shit, when I go home, I just want to hold the kids and, and be in my own <laughs> oasis yeah, exactly, of goodness, right? you know? That's true. Uh, that's very true. But it was just one of those things where it was, you know, I, I don't know if he was forcing my hand yeah. because he didn't want to be part of it or what it was. But on that third time, it was like, fuck, man, I got to. This place will close yes. if I don't make a change. So basically, and that's what it came down to. You had to then adapt and figure out. Okay, I don't know how to cook. Yeah, and now I got to fucking teach myself. And make yeah. sure these recipes are good, and then come up with procedures and how to do it. And then you kind of and I seen it. Put and your own flair on stuff after that. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I've seen people cook. I've been in the industry forever I, mm-hmm. i've got a relative idea of it and well, you see as well, a, as you, a you, you know what sells and what doesn't sell absolutely when you work in the business long enough you see the, the things that are successful and the things that people come in they keep coming back for and then you see it's like well why the fuck are you like yeah you might have a great idea as a chef to put that menu item out but if no one sells it, it does doesn't do any good you know and help too in, in my sense of, of being in the restaurant knowing that is creating a menu and being able to cross proteins with Mm -hmm. different options and knowing that like i can't just be go i want this 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 on the menu when it doesn't make any sense yeah like i i basically scaled it down was like all right i know i could do these things this is what we're gonna do um and and i read a ton Mm -hmm. i mean even before i i like reading cookbooks i like reading beer i used to make beer um all that stuff so any good barbecue books you'd recommend that you read that had an impact on you you know, in all honesty, it was a lot of the, the just cooking in general. Yeah. Because I was starting from square one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, God, I can't think of the name of the book, but the owner of Husk, mm-hmm. um, God, he has a book and I have it in my shop and it is awesome. And I have the Franklin book in my shop. Yep. It, it's good as well. That That's a great book. Um, but as for barbecue, I took it very, from what I knew, I knew that I'm going to brine this meat. 
and I had to work with the brine. I had to get the brine to what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. It's changed right. so many times. Not only that, but the, the amount of time that's in the meat and which meat stays in the brine for X amount of times. Yeah. Cause I would read something and then try it and be like, nah, I don't like that. That's yeah. not what I want. Um, so now I've got it that down. Like that's down. And then as for like smoking and the meat, like, yeah, I know how long the meat's supposed to be in there. I know you're not supposed to fucking go 400 and mm-hmm. just kill the meat. Like I've had that meat before. Yeah. I know what it's supposed to taste like. So, you know, and it's funny if you look at like our Yelp reviews, really, really good to start. Then there's this middle part where people are all like, this sucks. This yeah. sucks. Consistency. Yeah. And that was mostly me just figuring shit out man like for, for real it's like it, it really was like like, well, like fuck man i yeah. fucked that this up is really like, fucking good oh, this is uh, okay You're like oh that was me and yeah. then now it's now it's changed right. now it's back to like being really good all the time and the menu is rad like i i'm so proud of like what we do well you're um, you you take that pride in the quality presentation as well as mm-hmm. the pride in the process yeah. and like the process and barbecue is just something that there's no bullshitting around it. You no. know, it's so funny when I see, you know, Carl's Jr. or Arby's, you know, they're like <laughs> Baby smoked back. fucking meats. Like yeah. we're adding smoked burger, you know, a smoked rib burger. And you're like, what the fuck are you adding? You're, there's not, there's no it's smoker. Impossible. There's no smoker at Carl's Jr. I'll right. tell you that much. Like you're smoking I, it fucking in Minneapolis and then you're freeze freezing it and you're sending it out and then you're going to fucking garbage. put it in the microwave and put it on a burger. Like that's not what low and slow cooking process they, is. They had a great commercial though. That I, I, was, I mean, I love, me I love the commercials because it promotes barbecue. So yeah, I, I mean, they, I, like I'm all about, go ahead and spend that fucking money yeah, because yeah, like then it makes it people out. think about barbecue. That's, that's good for us. There's the one where it's like, Carl's Jr. Strong barbecue tradition since 2016. <laughs> like, and you're like, dude, that's kind of funny. Like, you guys right? get it. Like, yeah. I mean, well, what it, you're doing ain't barbecue. But, yeah. You know. I mean, it, it it is good when big big companies can make fun of themselves, especially on social media. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. I, I it like actually like, makes you like. I actually like, appreciate. Okay, now that. I, now I appreciate. Now I can relate that. to you a little yeah. bit. You know. Now yeah. we're uh, now it's a little bit better when you're not holding yourself to this crazy standard. You're like, oh. Actually, normal so you people. realize it is shit. Just yeah. to slow it for four dollars, <laughs> right? <laughs> so tell us about the menu. What uh, what are the menu highlights? Uh, tell us about the yeah. fucking Cubano sandwich. Oh, had, right? Shit, man. Yeah, I'm so proud of that sandwich, man. That sandwich, and that one went through like a couple different changes. Like I make the mojo mojo sauce mm-hmm. like in house from scratch. The garlic encrusted, uh, the the rub that we put on it is very traditional, um, and it's just it's done right. That's all it is. Is that it's done right. It's cooked in the, the, the mojo sauce, like on the flat top, pressed. I mean, the only thing that's missing is that bread. And we can't do the bread right. because of the bread water here. Bread is fucking hard. It, it's impossible. It's, it's science. It's, when you care you that can't. much about quality, I mean, we, we have fresh bread brought to us daily. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have to. <laughs> we definitely do the fresh bread. But like getting that Cuban bread over here on the West Coast is oh, yeah. impossible. The humidity, mm-hmm. the bread's going to rise different. The water's different. Like it's... It's like New it's York like getting pizza. an Amorosa yeah. roll from you know like a Philly Amorosa roll is going to be fucking totally different totally in different. Philly because it's a hundred percent the water. It, always, it is yeah always, always the, the water, water. And, and the humidity. A lot of these breweries that are lo- that are leaving or not leaving but are opening up like another place out in uh, North Carolina like I don't know mm-hmm. it's fucking everyone's trying to you know get new uh, breweries get a foot, out there a footprint on the on yeah. the East Coast yeah and it's like you go out there 
their water is different. The parts per million is completely different. It's going to change the complexity of your beer 100%. We're fucking lucky we even have water in San Diego. In San Diego, I've heard (laughs) that we have hands down the worst water in like all of United States because we get it from the Colorado River and we're the last place. The last place. That that gets it before those at Tijuana. You know what happens when you go to Tijuana and drink the water. Oh, do you drink the water? I don't. (laughs) But you know what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go with the tequila. Tequila is a much better option. Tecati than, light. It's yeah, basically Tecati water. Light, right? Right? It's great. Exactly. <laughs> so what else? The, the uh, what else you got? Menu highlights. Um, and then from there, it's, it's the sandwich and the menu in in general is all regional barbecue or regional sandwiches. Uh, the Cubano being one that isn't one of the only non-smoked sandwiches that we have on there, but it's a tradition in Florida. And that's part of America, and it's sure. a bad sandwich, so it stays. Yeah. Uh, and then we do Alabama white barbecue chicken, which is phenomenal. Yep. If you've never had white barbecue sauce, try it. It's amazing. And the chicken that we do, I think it's just phenomenal. Um, then we do two tuple porks, Carolina, KC. Um, we've got a Southwest chicken. It just is trying to give people a feeling of being home mm-hmm. when they move to San Diego, San Diego's and San Diego works out to be such a great place for that. Like you can't go to Texas and be like, Hey, we're going to do regional barbecue no. because everybody in Texas is going to be like, no. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, this is fuck, Texas. Fuck you. This is barbecue. None of this is, mm-hmm. but in San Diego where it's nothing but transplants, it actually works really well. And I get people from North Carolina that will come in and like have that sandwich and want that sandwich. Yep. And then people from, you know, Kansas city that'll come in and they want the KC. Um, so in a sense, it is kind of trying to play to everybody, but keep it authentic. Well, I mean, the same set. you're playing to everybody, but you, I mean, you said it earlier, you said that you had to scale down. And I think, you know, one of the things we talk about on this podcast multiple times is just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Absolutely. You know, this, the more that we've reduced menu items on our menu, the better that we've been as a restaurant. I mean, the quality goes up. You have, you know, better quality control on all the different recipe procedures. Um, everything that comes in the door, you're able to inspect. And, you know, you can take pride in what's going out in every single menu item. Yeah, I think that's huge definitely. too. And I mean, simplicity sometimes is like the best thing. You know, you start with a s- simplistic menu, figure out what you're good at, figure out your niche, and then you can kind of feed off those. When you try to start out too broad, you're going to get fucked. Oh, I, yeah. You're going to lose so much product. You lose so much product when you try to have your Waste. menu too big. And I, mean, I, I feel that's true almost in, I guess, the culinary aspect now. I mean, there was 10 years ago, everything was this crazy fusion style food, everything like that. And I think now we've gone back to just simplicity. Less is more. Mm -hmm. Give me a good piece of meat that is taken care of and treated well. On good bread. On good bread. It's just as basic and simple. And and you're just Quality produce. Like, I mean, you don't even think it's like, you you can get shitty lettuce. I mean, we've talked about it. You can get shitty tomatoes. We talked about it with Brody's Burgers and Beer. They do a fucking phenomenal Great tomato on there. And it's a, it it changes. It's a game changer. Yeah. It literally changes the entire sandwich. And it's so basic. Like it, it really is. Like it, it, you talk about their burgers, like how good that burger is. And you can go to another place and get a burger, same yeah. burger. And it is just awful. It's shit. Because it, they didn't. It was a frozen patty or yeah. they didn't, you know, or it was, you know, a fresh patty that they didn't hand make and they didn't put the seasoning in. You can always you know, tell. You can tell. Yeah. You can yeah. tell. Even with the right buns. Away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when they, I know Brody's, they get bread and sea buns, you know, delivered all the time. It's like, you can just fucking tell. It's, it's crazy because it doesn't matter the food operation. It can be anywhere. It can be a stand. It can be a fucking at a golf course. Like the ones that are successful are the ones that take the time 
to make the right purchasing decisions that will actually impact that menu item. You know, kind of like what you've started to do uh, with your fried chicken. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that fried chicken is so basic. It is fried chicken it, is fucking. But we amazing. brine it, and it is that brine that we put it in is just so perfect for a bird, and it is unbelievably juicy fried chicken. So, what do you you do it by pieces or by ha- half? Uh, it's what, a quarter. It's a so quarter. It's a, it's a leg quarter. So a thigh and a leg, and we do that basically meat by itself, nine dollars. But you can add a side, and it's eleven dollars. And if and how you are get you frying that, that? it's just flour we and actually the seasoning for our flour we use the rub so sure. we we try to keep all our flavors consistent mm-hmm. so that you know you're eating at our place well at the same time making sure everything doesn't taste the same sure oh yeah no <laughs> for know? sure um and so we just put that in our in the flour we don't use buttermilk or anything it's just floured then dropped in awesome. um and yeah it takes it takes 15 20 minutes we always try to encourage people to like call ahead so that when they get yeah. there, their chickens had time to cool too. Sure. God, oh yeah, eating right out of the fucking fryer, I mean, boy. I, I, Better watch out. That, I'm, I'm bringing it over. I'm bringing like the fork and the knife over. I'm like, cut it first. Just don't go right. jumping right into that, yeah. man. You can get some. You can, it could be pretty hot. Uh, but that fried chicken is unreal. It is really good. My wife gets mad if I don't bring home fried chicken. What's right surprising? There. Like, I wouldn't think fried chicken could be bad. And then oh, yeah. you can fucking have some really bad fried chicken. Get frozen chicken. Yeah. Frozen, you get frozen chicken. Fried chicken. Are you fucking kidding I mean, me? Go to, go even to, the quality you're getting, too. It's like, what? how old are your birds that you're getting? Am I getting absolutely. this fucking yeah. little tiny little leg quarter? Am I getting like a good quality? You've got, you've got to care about the actual product that you bring in. You know, like you can do a fuck. You can have a wing restaurant, but if it's fucking frozen wings, then you're putting out That's shit. Garbage. If you bring in fresh fucking, if you it's, bring in fresh yeah. chicken and you do the breading yourself and you care about the oil and you change the oil, and oh it's the God. fucking right temperature. Yeah, like yeah, that shit sucks. is hard work. And it's but, sucks, like, but it's like, it's pretty fucking basic. It, it, when you go to a place and you take a bite and you're like, oh man, that oil hasn't been changed in a while. You can tell. Yeah. I mean, I can oh, tell. I can tell looking at it, and then when I bite into it, or if I'm you're just crossing like, it a bunch of times oh, with different things, yeah. you're like trying like, oh, I can definitely. You My be fish using tastes that. like chicken. That's, <laughs> right? that's not right. Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, it, it's just it's crazy. And, but yeah, I mean, we have people that come in. They're like, "How is your fu- how are your fucking chicken wings so good?" And it's like, "Well, we care. Like, yeah, we care, and we're giving you the fresh. It. We're giving you the freshest yeah. shit that we can possibly get. And if it's not fresh, guess what? We tell them take it back." Yeah, it's gone. Take it back. We're not going to fucking use it. Um, what about ribs? The ribs are the weekend. We do ribs on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Pork ribs, beef ribs? Uh, St. Louis cut. St. Louis cut. We, we fabricate them ourselves, um, which leaves us with the rib tips. And I love sure. cooking with rib tips. I put them in my beans. I put them in my greens. Nice. I love cooking with those things. Do um, you, um, what, what brand are you using for your, do you go? For the ribs? Yeah. Well, we, we go to um, Restaurant Depot. Uh, um, so there's the Seaboard, which... If if I have to, I'll get them. Uh-huh. But the other one is IBS or IB- IBP. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. those are usually the bigger ones. Those are those are the ones I like to get. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a a nice rib right there. Uh, and then the seaboard too. Sometimes it comes, and I don't know who cut that rib, right. but it's like, but dude, ju- now I'm not getting my tips. Just so you know, too, with with, with that, a lot of times um, restaurant depots getting the rejections or the ones yeah. that didn't yeah. pass like it, what they it looks like to. It. so that they can get it for a cheaper price a lot of times yeah. but i know sean does this too and we do it um we we spec it out like i get oh, yeah. seaboard but i have a seaboard rep yeah he knows exactly what we want what sizes we want don't give me a fucking three pound st louis rib i'm not gonna yeah. fucking take it you yeah. know yeah. and 
no, after I, I, after a few years of, of dealing with him, he's I mean, he's like, you have no idea how many times I've had to pull boxes off. I'm like, he's like, Derek's going to fucking reject that. And it's going to cost us money to have to bring it, back. bring it back. Do not put it on his fucking palate. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, and and uh, yeah, and I'll get the Seaboard just because I have to. But the, I, the IBN or yeah, IBS, IBP, IBP that, that one is factors. definitely the mm-hmm. best ones that we can get. They're, um, they're huge. They're, and, they're a huge company. Yeah, I, I like those. Um, and they're, they're good. Like I said, we fabricate them ourselves. Well, you, we, you go- we sell out, too. So I always try to tell people if it's Friday or if it's uh, Saturday, Sunday, and you think you're going to get ribs, please give us a call. Um, how, many racks, out, how many racks you try to do a day? We, we fill it up. It's, it's about eight racks a day. Yeah. Um, so... And that's the smoker completely full. It's, cool. it's not the biggest smoker, and we're not the biggest kitchen. Yeah. But I'll fill it up and do as much as I can with sure. it, you know? Um, well, I mean, just for I mean, for us, just figuring out smoking times based off a of serve mm-hmm. time, I mean, that, that was that is, to this day, one of the most difficult things because you're doing a smoker dance. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to figure out what meets to get in at what times so that you have the absolute best quality product. I mean, going back to like when I first started and taking over the kitchen, I'm, I'm here trying to get the ribs out as fast as I can. Um, and I was selling them at lunch and I, I just knew I, w- I was looking at them. Some days they were awesome. Some days I'm like, man, that could use more smoke. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, do I just push it at night? Do I not push it at night? And the, the reader put out an article and it was, it was a really good article, man. Mm-hmm. The guy, it was a really honest article, which I really appreciate. I don't do you want, know who the writer was? I don't. Off the top of my head, I do not remember. Because if it was uh, Ian Pike, he's a, Ian piece Pike. Of, he's a piece of shit. Ian Pike. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, he was. He, he can was, go fuck himself. He, he, he was fucking. He loved the greens, said the the best greens in San Diego, loved the sandwich, all that. And then he, you know, he said the ribs were, they were tough. He was like, they should be more smoke. And I told him, you know, I, I was thinking about doing it later and that I just reading that article made me switch. Now I do them at four o'clock. They yeah. come off at four. They've got the right amount of smoke and they're done. Right. Uh, you're right. He is a tough, tough piece of shit. Well, I mean, it's it just, it, you know, being a restaurant owner, you're going to get great reviews hopefully, and you're going to get shitty reviews and what you do with those reviews, you know, if you're objective, like you were, yeah. it made you improve your process. Well, he, you know, he came where, in the first like week we opened, like mm-hmm. it was like, fucking trash the place i was like man we just opened like the bread was too big but we get our bread from a mexican bakery and like yeah. i had to work with them to scale it now, down you guys weren't advertising with the reader were you no god not at all yeah. he, he, we were know. we yeah, were and then oh, this Jesus. fucking guy came in you know ripped us a new one <laughs> talked about our bulgarian beer i'm like what the fuck do you know about bulgarian beer you don't know shit yeah. Like, you know, and he makes this a point of emphasis in his article. And I was just like, you know, whatever, fuck you. I'm not, we're not advertising with you guys anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then my rep is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, we don't control our journalists. I'm like, journalists at the reader, get fucking serious. Yeah. Like, it's the I, reader. It's like, you guys, reader. it's a picture it's magazine. It's a, it's a coloring book. It's a get your medical marijuana card here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it it's is. all pod ads. Yeah. Now. That's yeah. all it is. Uh, well, speaking of, how often do you go to Restaurant Depot? Uh, every day. Every it's day. an everyday Jesus get up and Christ. go so, kind of deal. My kitchen's just not big enough to hold. Let me food. ask you a question that I love to ask other restaurant owners. Why the fuck don't they care about their customers? It's it's I, like I, it, it's mind blowing to me. And I wish somebody that listens to this podcast knows somebody at fucking Restaurant Depot. Like, please train your staff to care. I, like we're in the hospitality yeah. business. These are chefs, these are owners, these are all managers. We're all busy as fuck. And we go down there and we're like, I need to buy 
you know, these margarita glasses. I can't get one person to fucking help me no. buy, buy margarita glasses. I need a specific spoon. They're not stocked. I can't, I go and I ask, nobody wants to get anything. It's like, what no. the fuck is yeah. going on? Like, I know you guys got a great business because there's busy it, as it's fuck. busy as fuck, but yeah. guess what? Like, you know, we care so much about our customers. Like, please start caring about us. It's, I, I shit, I, like I said, every year for fucking almost three years now, I've been going there and, I don't know. God, I, I don't I know how to, the fuck I go you do to it. the same. <laughs> drives me nuts. Three cashiers, and I have worked so hard to crack them. I'm a pretty friendly person. I go to my grad <laughs> place. Everybody loves You're me. You're like there. a bartender. You know what I mean, I'm like, like, I'm, like I, I'm gonna crack these people. Yeah. I can finally get some smiles out of a couple of them now. But three years, yeah, like, three fucking years. Yeah. There's I mean, some I people I just see and I won't go. I'm like, I'm not going in that line. I don't. Care I don't know if it's a culture there. problem or what it is, but it's just like I mean, it's some numbers they're dealing with. I don't know. It's it's. I mean, the volume that they deal with, you know, I, I, I like to think that restaurant owners and chefs and, you know, people in the hospitality business that we're, we're not shitty people, but, yeah, right. you know, maybe, maybe we are fucking assholes and we maybe deserve we to be treated the way that maybe we're treated. Maybe it's all those uh, frozen wing people. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. Um, that's funny. Uh, so tell us about, um, you guys had a couple of huge events. I mean, summertime's a big time up at the shop. You had uh, just recently this last weekend yeah. was a pride pride parade pride was awesome it was busy as hell i mean we crushed it in that restaurant i mean we we had the kitchen stocked with food and by 6 p.m we were out and yeah. there's and you know you guys know doing barbecue when you're out you're fucking out yeah. there's yeah. nothing you, you can, can just do. whip it up real quick get ready for tomorrow yeah. and that's what it was and i appreciate and want to thank everybody that came out and that event's great for especially for that community sure they, they just each year in the three years that I've been there, it's just gotten better and better. And it's, it's, it's a good, good fucking party. Yeah. It really is. No, I've seen it, it really a few is. times too. And it's, it seems like it's becoming a lot more like it, it was like this years ago, a crazier party and people were going, you know, being like in crazy costumes. And now it's like actually really about like the community and, and getting the, oh, the well, that's one of the best parts. I mean, we talked to John Bracmonte from Brazen and, you know, he's talked about, you know, how Hillcrest, how they support each other, mm -hmm. you know, and it's something that it, other restaurants support each other. And like, yeah. you know, that's if a community event is a successful event, it should be pull, pulling businesses together. That the Hillcrest business association is great, man. I, uh, we opened up and, you know, had the pit outside and had a, a, a neighbor complain. And I bent over backwards for this guy. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to be good to my neighbors. Like he, it's something that I really want to do. And he complained, so I actually cut my smoking down to once every three days or something mm -hmm. like that and just packed it full and was was trying to do that. And Hillcrest Business Association came out. They knew exactly who the guy was. He had been giving businesses and that whole area problems. Just Jeez. when they got liquor license, he was the one appealing it. When trust opened up, they had a they were three months back because of this guy. Mm -hmm. And they told me they're like, just go ahead, smoke every day. You yep. get a problem. You come to us, we'll take care of it. That's awesome. So we That's started awesome. doing That's it, huge. and they and you know I did have somebody from the city come out, and he even looked. It was just like, I, I don't think this is going to be a problem. Right. He's like, I'll go talk to the guy and see what it's like up at his house. But he's like, man, this does not look like an issue. To My me. buddy had that same issue over in La Mesa. He's like, this one guy across the street. Every restaurant that went into this location, he was always complaining. Yeah. Oh, there's music, or there's this, there's that, and he's always trying to shut him down. Finally, they're just like. We're not fucking listening to your complaints anymore. Yeah. You yeah. complain about every fucking thing. We well, can't, we can't and that's what Hillcrest Business Association said. They're like, if he wanted a quiet area, he can move to the suburbs. Yeah. He didn't. It was a business district when he bought it there. 
I mean, Parkin Robinson's a beast. That's a loud, crazy intersection. Oh, sure. Don't move <laughs> yeah, there absolutely. if you want a quiet neighborhood. Yeah. It's just not, you know. And, and then, he, he, yeah, I mean, he was vegetarian too. <laughs> and I, 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 I told him he man, didn't like the smoked I, hog. Go figure. <laughs> I, I was like, man, come down. I've got a vegetarian options. Yeah. I'll take care of you, bro. And nah, he just, he just wanted to complain. He probably wasn't even a vegetarian to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, the best, best place for people to find you is uh smoked hog on Facebook and on, Absolutely. on Instagram. Yeah. Facebook, um, Instagram. That's definitely our best best way to find best us. way to find you and um, um, and you can get on the website from there our menu changes all the time mm-hmm. so we keep it updated on the website um it's hard to get a printed menu when every four months it's a new fucking menu oh, tell us about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's, it's crazy right i just i just brought Corey into the menu making world and he's just like yeah i want to get you know i want to work on getting you know really cool craft beers in here i'm like Listen, man, I'll give you, you can have the fucking keys. You can do whatever you want. You have to work with Eric, you know, our GM. He does all the purchasing, but, you know, it's a process. And I told, the process- I told Corey that right when you guys first started doing that because I know. You know, how- you know, you know from all of us, all the times we've asked you, right? Like, what should like, we put on tap? And, and what's like, you know, you can't always do because the menus, but then at some point, it's like, if Corey wants to fucking take those reins, take those reins, boy. Yeah. Get it. But I mean, as long as you create a process, then you can get results and we're getting amazing results with our craft beer program because he cares enough to go through and figure out, well, what do I need to do to get, uh, okay, I need to get approval from Eric. You know, he's got to make sure the price point works. He's got to make sure that, you know, the vendor can deliver it. And now I need to get it, you know, the design. So it gets on the menu because if it's not on the menu, then the servers aren't going to talk about it. You know, the bartenders will talk about it because people come up and they, you know, they don't even look at the menu. They look straight at the tap handles. Um, but yeah, it's it's a process, you know. And if you want to if you want to have a evolving, changing menu, you've got to dedicate yourself to that process. Absolutely, I, I think we're going to try to stick with the seasons. Yeah, I mean, we don't have beer, we don't have liquor, so it's just the food. Is that something uh, you guys want to do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, not in that location, yeah. uh, and that's kind of the problem. It, it's we're at that point where it's time to grow. We need to get something bigger, mm-hmm. but uh, that location. You know, when you sell out of food at six o'clock or seven o'clock at night, you, you're missing the drinking crowd, you know? Yep. What, what are you going to do? Um, and then if you bring food or beer in, then you're just, you're going to sell food faster and be out even quicker. Yeah. Right. So it just doesn't really work in that, the location we're in now. Where are you guys uh, looking? Are you guys looking at any place, any new places or? Not, if I see it, I'll know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely because we're at that point. But we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to overextend myself by any means. Uh, you can get in trouble like that. And so if something comes up and it makes sense, then we'll do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, would you, would you keep this one too? See, that's that's the the you know the million dollar question is: Do I keep this one open up a second one? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I quit bartending, but do yeah. I have that time? to work two different places or be in two, two spots as one. Right. Um, so, you know, do I grind it out for two more years and go to the small business bureau and tell them, Hey man, I got a profitable business here. Mm-hmm. I've got zero debt. Give me money. Let me go buy a second one. Yeah. Or do I, I'd uh, say, fuck and I that. hate, go, hate. go find the money elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Bank, banks and small, small business bureau. They, they, they should, their whole purpose should be to, to generate money. If you need if you need help raising money, yeah. it's time. Yeah, talk. We'll we'll uh, we'll get you in touch with the right people and nice. you know. 
banks will fucking bend They'll you over fucking and screw you. Yeah, you know, I, and, I definitely uh, don't like dealing with the banks. Yeah, I, I mean, I did go to the small business bureau, and there it, it seemed good, but. You know, I, I've always had that dream of owning it 100% myself. Dude, you mm-hmm. can get, fucking, you get, you can get three and a half, four percent money right now. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking f- free. Yeah. It's yeah, basically yeah. fucking free money. So don't, yeah. uh, don't do anything silly yet. So you're, yeah. uh, one of the, one of the coolest parts about this podcast is, I mean, we get to learn more about what drives people in business, what drives them in marketing, what drives them to want to, fucking put in a five five shifts bar bartending at hard rock and then Jesus. own your own business so That's for wild. anyone else out there that doesn't think that they can do it um just fucking stop by the smoke talk and say what's up to chris yeah. and realize he has uh you know two beautiful daughters at home and this guy's doing everything he can to live his dream um but yeah part of the podcast is allows us the time you know we had such a fucking great time visiting you yeah, um, and the podcast so. made us go out and spend time with you and hear more about who you are as a man and who you are as a man. Nothing but respect. I mean, I nothing but respect because, you know, we know how fucking hard it is. And I, we, I, I love we, talking to people that own businesses as well because you don't fucking know mm-hmm. until you've done it. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's true. It, it's a trip. It, it really and now is. throwing these events too. I mean, fuck. oh, I mean, that, we've got Del Mar coming up. On well, that's August one of 20th. the cool. That's one of the coolest things. It becomes a celebration of all these people that you know. We not only have we had on the podcast, but we've become friends with. You know, yeah. that we can go out to Del Mar and not only have these professional barbecue teams that are coming from all over the country to compete. You know, and give out people's choice, but now yeah. we can also bring local restaurants that people can try their barbecue at one spot all at one time bet on the ponies and then they can actually go and visit you you're afterwards gonna, you're gonna hear this shit and people are gonna be like dude i didn't even know you were there yeah oh, and, and now they're the like time. i just i work right down the street yeah, you know, yeah. That, or i was there to, I, was, I need to go you know i, yeah. I take my kids to the zoo and like now we just stop and we pick we'll up stop a fucking and, smoked hog and grab some grub and go it's better than the 14 dollar hot dog at the zoo yeah that's true it, it's a trip these events they're we don't make money on them. We don't. They're chaotic as hell. Chaotic as hell. Because you have a you, you have your business, yeah. and then you have this separate event that you're putting on that you're you know taking it, from the business to make sure that this event works so that it works absolutely. Know. And then in some way, it's a celebration of like your business. You yes. know what I mean? Like it's it's a good day. Absolutely. Like as crazy as it is, and as yeah. chaotic as it is, it's a good day, and you enjoy it, and it's great for your business. Mm-hmm. And I, don't I mean, know. I guess no, that's why we're all crazy. I, th- I mean, nothing, absolutely nothing has given the marketing value than doing offsite stuff because yeah. it's forced us to become better at catering, to become better at tailgating, to become better at giving back. Yeah. And it forces us to hire better. Um, it's forced us to go out and exactly what you said. We take pride in the fact it becomes a celebration. Absolutely. Fuck, we even made it out here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we made it we're out here, and the restaurant's still open. Like you know, now we're we're winning no matter what happens. You know, <laughs> and, and something might go wrong. We might not bring enough food, or you know, whatever might happen. Something will definitely go wrong. Always. <laughs> that, that, that's for sure. Always. That's for sure. Something definitely <laughs> will go wrong. Um, but you get out of it, man. And you figure it out. But yeah, so you're going to be up there at Del Mar this year. Absolutely. And that's, uh, yeah, that, that's really, really exciting for us. Um, oh, yeah. That's, it's awesome. We're, we're just excited to have other local barbecue places coming out and being able to show off, you know, hey, we're on the fucking map. We can do this stuff. And, and we really are. San yeah. Diego barbecue is great, man. It, it, it's, it's so different. Like yeah. all our barbecue is different. Yep. It's all unique in its own right. Sure. And it's, it's pretty cool, man. It's really cool. 
Well, we, uh, we, we want people to go and check you out, follow you on Facebook, Smoked Hog, um, follow you on Instagram, um, follow, follow your story. We want people to stop in. I mean, if they hear the podcast, yeah. nothing's cooler than they go in. Hey, I heard you on the podcast, yeah. you know, talk to you. How, how did you do it? You know, what do you, you know, any advice? So they might be going through some of the same shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you absolutely. know, if, you know, if something, if something sparks, you know, an interest in somebody else the same way that, you know, Mike from the Brigantine did in that one yeah. meeting, you know, now you, now you're employing people, you're giving back. I mean, you have, you're providing jobs, you're, you know, you're, you're a part of a community, Absolutely. you know, and it, it's something that's really exciting. And it's something that gets you fired up. Um, we do have stickers. Uh, we've been getting hit up. Yeah. We have people tons of stickers, guys. all over the country um, that we are tuning the into support. the po- podcast. We can't, I mean, we're, we're so grateful for the opportunity to just to be able to record. I mean, shit. Just that anyone's fucking even listening to us. You know, <laughs> I know, <crazy>. right? <laughs> I know my kids don't listen to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> my wife doesn't listen to me. <laughs> my son doesn't listen to me, but we do appreciate those that do listen. Um, yeah. Be sure to tell a friend, you know, somebody that uh, might be thinking about opening up a business or somebody that actually wants to hear people really tell you what's what's going on um and if you guys have any honest true true questions and you want to just reach out and just f- always feel free to reach out you can hit me up at derek at valleyfarmmarkets.com for my email and or you can just find me on uh, instagram or or tweet it, or tweet at him don't fucking tweet at me once i take over your account then i'll, <laughs> you can tweet, I'll tweet you like, back I don't know how to, bro, I'm like, I, I like look at it and i'm like i don't even know how to do like, what this. the fuck how do, call you the other day? Like, yeah, what, how do i even like just i don't fucking, even know what i'm doing you're just like publicly texting is pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just a public text. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're really excited. If for those of you that do make it out to Del Mar, uh, Craig, he hooked up, uh, he hooked it up big time and hooked up 500, uh, tickets for the races, the charger event on Saturday. Um, this is going to come out on Friday. So if you're up at the races, um, be sure to say hi. We'll be out there. Um, we're really fired up. It's, you know, summertime opening days this Wednesday. Uh, it's a great time to be cooking barbecue. It's a great time to be in business. Uh, you know, be sure to engage with us. Let us know uh, any questions you have or anything else uh, that we can do. We're uh, we're all about it. We appreciate you guys. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Appreciate oh, you, man. You. We'll, uh, we can't wait to to hang out up in Del Mar. We're gonna have a fucking blast. Yes. Be great.